Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A follow-up to a story we brought you yesterday. The administration of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says it's responsible for sending two chartered planes of asylum seekers to Sacramento over the past week. That comes after Governor Gavin Newsom suggested that DeSantis, who's also running for president, might be guilty of kidnapping. KQED senior immigration editor Tyke Hendricks has more. The Florida Division of Emergency Management released a statement yesterday saying, quote, Florida's voluntary relocation is precisely that, voluntary. Through verbal and written consent, these volunteers indicated they wanted to go to California. It came with a video that seemed to show people boarding planes willingly and thanking officials for good treatment, though the video clips had no timestamps. That all stands in contradiction to California Attorney General Rob Bonta and some Sacramento community leaders who say the asylum seekers felt shocked and betrayed at being dropped off in an unknown location. A statement from the community group Pico California said the video had been edited and charged that it interfered with the asylum seekers' due process by revealing their faces. For the California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks. The return of a vast lake in California's Central Valley because of flooding has caused millions of dollars in agricultural damage. But the new lake is also giving members of a Native American tribe a rare chance to get back in touch with their roots and sacred traditions. From the Central Valley, KVPR Sarith Hawk reports. A prayer opens a ceremony to honor the return of the long-lost Tulare Lake. Members of the Tachiyoka tribe gathered at the shore late one recent afternoon. The sun is still hot. It's windy. Water stretches as far as the eye can see. And what you see behind us now is Fa'ashi has reawakened. That's Robert Jeff, the the tribe's vice chairman. Fa'ashi means big water, the Tachiyoka name for the lake. Itachi is one of about 50 tribes that once built their lives around the water before it was diverted to make way for farming in the early 1900s. Now that this year's heavy rains and record snowpack have brought the lake back, for the tribe, it's a celebration. They believe the spirits of their ancestors have come back to the lake. They're flying around out there. They're flying over it. They're flying through it. They're coming back to it. Kenny Barrios is the tribe's cultural liaison. He wrote a new song for the occasion. That song said we need our water. Thank you for bringing our water back. Tribe members give offerings to the water. Some scatter seeds of native river sage. Diamond Garcia wades in knee-deep to plant tule, 
The reeds used to grow abundantly here and gave Tulare Lake its name. And hopefully they grow like we want. <laughs> Growing up in the tribe, Daniel Ramos says he always heard stories about the lake. Our medicine man always talk, talked about it all the time. That would come back one day. The belief was that when the lake came back, it could help cleanse the land. Ramos's nine-year-old son, Hunter, plays clapstick. It's a traditional Native American instrument made out of wood. He says the ceremony makes him proud. It feels good to be from the, the Yokut tribe. It feels good to be Native. At the bottom of the lake are farmers' sunken livelihoods. This swath of the San Joaquin Valley has seen nearly $300 million in damages to crops and dairies. The lake water is contaminated with decades of waste from farms. Pearl Hutchins belongs to another band of Yokut and came to the ceremony. She says she feels bad for the farmers and other people who've had to move. That was their home, and now they don't have a home. So I feel sorry for a lot of people that can't live where they would live before. Since the Tachiyokut lost their home along the lake to make way for these farmers in the early 1900s, they moved to a reservation about five miles away. These days, the tribe has about 1,200 members. A resort and casino is their main source of revenue. But the source of the tribe's cultural riches is the lake, and many tribe members hope it will stay. Ramos says that's up to the water, up to Paashi. You know, if it wants to be here or, you know, it's up to the lake to see how long it wants to be here for the people. Forecasters expect the lake will remain for at least another year. While it's around, tribe leaders plan to hold ceremonies regularly. For the California Report, I'm Sarith Hawk in Kings County. Hi, I'm Power Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. For the millions of Californians looking to renew their permanent disability parking placards, there are some changes coming to the process. Starting this year, placard holders will be required to sign a Department of Motor Vehicle form to verify they still need a tag. Steve Gordon is director of the California DMV. Essentially, they need to sign a form and return it or use an online form and e-sign. And it's very straightforward. We think it's very fast, very efficient. And in fact, 1.3 million people I've exercised that process already. 
In 2017, the state legislature passed a bill requiring the DMV to send renewal notices every six years before they would automatically receive a new placard in the mail every two years. It's hoped the law will cut down on people misusing handicapped parking tags. You know who you are. The current placards expire on June 30th. That's this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, June 7th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day out there. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care, now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.